Before we start today's Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, I have a message for Metallica. Please, the next album, it needs to be thrash. You know, I understand you're getting older. Hey, I saw you guys in concert and you still were able to just play. But I really don't want any more sane anger. Enough of that shit. And the drums and that were disturbing. Lars, I'm talking to you. And yes, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, it was good. It had its good moments. And then there were some moments where it sucked. You know, it's like, okay, all right. It happens. So as Kirk Hammett of Metallica states, I can't talk about the Metallica album. Please, I urge you that it's really great. Get Lamb of God to guest on it. <laughs> like they're gonna. I don't think so. Homie, don't play that. It's Freeform Friday. What that is, is we can talk about whatever we want. So please be aware that I talk about Cox in the next episode and um, gay bookstores and Margaret Show and Bill Burr and George Carlin because it's the tits. Dr. Zeus Film Podcast coming up. So my father actually has no discernible Asian accent whatsoever. Parents would call my house like, like later, is it okay if she sleeps over? And they would think that my father was white. They would think that I was half white because they just assumed that this person they were talking to was white. My father um, owned a bookstore where he employed um, gays and lesbians. And this was like in the 70s and the 80s. And so he was right there with me watching all the people that he knew and loved die of AIDS. And so he and I were so destroyed by this plague. And, you know, my, my parents, even though they're conservative in a lot of ways, they were very, very open to the gay community and, and bought into it. You know, they had a gay business. And so my queerness was never questioned or asked about. People that I had partnered with, you know, men and women and, you know, transgender people like throughout my life my parents have always been very welcoming too you know they would just call them by their name all the time because <laughs> it was like she, he, he. it was like a pronoun game <laughs> welcome to the dr zeus film podcast it's freeform friday or as we could call it fuck it it's friday that of course is margaret's show when i was growing up Oh my goodness, that was a, I was reminded of it recently because I was looking through the yearbook and there, you know how everyone now has a Facebook page and half the people that I went to high school with have Facebook pages. So that guarantees me that I don't have to go to the reunion. I know the class president. He's very nice. When we were in high school, he wasn't very nice, but it was, it was a different time. Um... He tried to get me to go to the 10-year reunion. I said no. But I found out recently that a teacher that I really, really loved, um, his name was Mr. Fawcett. He died. Oh, I'm finding this out that he's been dead for almost nine years. I didn't know. Nobody told me. Maybe my brother knew. I don't know. We both had him. And I'm trying to remember if I saw him the last time was probably in college because he came to visit. 
because my brother had said he had been looking for me. He was a really nice guy, loved history. Well, he taught it, um, government, and he, he very famous. He would say, take out your notes. He was very famous for that. And I remember one time I was talking to him and he loved Lena Horne. In fact, he went to go see her. And so I wanted to just establish that because high school was such a horrible experience for me. But I think the last two years were okay. But Margaret Cho's comedy is what got me through. I used to actually repeat her jokes. And people thought they were mine. And I finally one day I said they weren't. And this one girl says, yeah, I know because I saw it on TV the other night. I'm thinking, where did he write that? Oh, that's hers. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I've loved her forever. I love I love that story about the gay bookstore in the seventies. <laughs> like they had the the joy of sex books, the, but it was the gay version. I have that book, <laughs> and she said how her and her brother were drawing like symbols on the guys, so it looked like they were doing the wheelbarrow, but with certain symbols that I don't want to repeat. Where's my book? Oh, the ultimate. <laughs> it has to be the ultimate. The ultimate gay sex. Michael Thomas Ford. I never really read it. I just kind of, you know, you look at the pictures. And you think, oh, okay. It's like tic-tac-toe, you know. Oh, okay, I could do that one. All right, all right. The cat's not going to win in that aspect. Okay, interesting. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, if you want to consult, I mean... My straight friends, I love them. But they're like, oh, porn is not real. Okay. All right. It's not real. Well, a lot of us kind of consulted it in terms of, okay, could I do that? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe in a car. Because <laughs> you're elevated. I know. TMI. TMI. It's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Um, I'm, I'm revisiting because, I mean, come on. But... Here's the thing. We live in such a crazy fucking world. And so that the humor of Margaret show and I mean, her her humor is right there along the lines of, of Richard Pryor and George Carlin and Joan Rivers. And um, let's see. There's another comedian that I like. He's a little controversial. Um. Sometimes, I mean, when when you're controversial, you're controversial, and oh, I love this because I can identify with this. I love this. He's right. He is so right. Is you know that's that's stupid self help shit. You know what I mean? Like where they're just like you know, the lion isn't the fastest animal. He's not the strongest animal and he's not the smartest animal. But when he walks into an area, everybody shuts the fuck up, right? And everybody underneath in the comments is just like, this, amazing. I need to remember this. It's like, first of all, that just sounds like, you know, you're going to live your life like a Suge Knight type of guy. You know what I mean? And fucking put your cigar out on people's foreheads. That doesn't sound like you're going to be like a nice, empathetic person. Anyway, so these stupid self-help things. Um, somehow, when I was in New York, I was talking to uh, Rachel Feinstein, fucking hilarious comedian. And we've been joking around. So I've been sending her those. 
and we just sort of make fun of them. And but because I keep sending them to her, they think that Instagram thinks that I like this shit. You know what I mean? Like if you if you click click on guitar, that's actually true. It, it's clickbait. It's clickbait. It's freeform Friday. It's fuck it Friday. I figure that's what we all need. And a friend reminded me that they needed a laugh. And I thought, you know, I think we all need a laugh. Today I left. I slammed the door at home because, you know, shit's going on. Um, went to my favorite esoteric shop and in my candy store. I'm like a little kid. I, it's like, I got money. I got money. Yeah. But I'm 41, so then it's like, oh, I gotta watch the money. It's like, oh God, I don't start teaching yet, and yeah, I'm, I'm going into teaching. It's like I'm the male version of Dorothy Spornak, you know. I don't have an ex-husband named Stan, thank God. Uh, but yeah, this is Freeform Friday. We don't really talk about films. I mean, we talk about film quotes, maybe. Um, there's a lot of good films out there that I want to see. Of course, yes, yes. I want to see the, um, what is it? The Buzz Lightyear movie. Of course, it's it's Chris it's Chris Evans. Uh, it always bothers me when people are like, oh, yeah, we know why you like him. And it's like, no, actually, I no, I don't think you do. Oh, yeah, he's a good looking man. But that's that's not the whole enchilada of it. People like to assume shit. Mainly people that I'm related to. It's like, oh, yeah, we know why. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. I know why you like watching the news. Or Highway to Fucking Heaven. Oh, God. God. I, you know, yeah, I'm I'm the oldest. But I remember when my brother turned 30. And he was already acting old. Because I caught him on his 30th birthday watching Highway to Heaven. And I went, oh, my God. What happened to you? It's a good show. Okay, yeah, it's a good show. All right. It's Freeform Friday, motherfuckers. Um, I'm trying to get into the commercials. I've been doing the Liquid Death commercial on my own time because I love Liquid Death, and I'm hoping that they see that and be like, we have one. We have a sucker right here in our midst. He'll do anything for Liquid Death. That's true, I will. That's true, I will. I mean... You know, unlike Courtney Love, who won't suck a Diet Coke for a, a, a dick for a Diet Coke, I will suck a dick for a liquid death. I really will. No, I won't. I'm just kidding. But I, I like I said, if uh, you need me to do this and odd jobs for liquid death, I will do it. I mean, I will work for liquid death. That shit is expensive. I bought three cases. I think it was 50 or 40 bucks. But see, the one that I like, you can't find in the stores. It's the Mango Chainsaw. I love the names of it. And people often assume that I have a beer and... I can't drink beer. Those of you who know me know why I can't drink beer, but I don't think the rest of the world needs to know. Um, so I'm going to play for you. This is my Liquid Death ad. Best part of waking up is Liquid Death in your cup. Drink it. Murder your thirst. Yes, motherfuckers. Yep. And it just it's on loop. But then I did one for Instagram where oh my, I just saw something. It's always funny when you open I have to be careful of Instagram. Like if I open it around family, it's like, oh god. 
the time I opened it, my niece said something. It's like, well, yeah, that's why you don't have it. Let's see. Here we go. Here's another one. I drink subpar sparkling water, but now I drink liquid death. People think it's a beer because it's in a tall can. So then it fucks with them. Then I have to say at work, it's not a beer. And then they say, oh, I drink real water. <laughs> That's true. Hi, but see, many, many, many people have said that to me. Oh, you know, real water is good. And I'm like, yeah, I drink that too. My father doesn't. My father doesn't like water for a reason. But this isn't a stand-up. I thought about doing stand-up right before the pandemic. I was ready to do it. I was going to go to the Bay Area. I figured no one knows me there. It's like Cheers, you know. Where everybody knows you're gay. Doom, 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 doom. And they're always glad you came. In that aspect, yes. Oh, my God. San Francisco. You know, I almost moved to San Francisco, but then I was kind of like, yeah, that's too obvious. It's too obvious. It's a nice city, but it's like one of those things. Maybe Berkeley. I, I like Berkeley. I don't I don't like, you know, always having to when I go to concerts and the students and I'm in back of them and they walk so fucking slow because, you know, life is a cherry for them. And they're and they're holding the um, uh, tennis rackets and shit. And it's it's very upper crest. And I'm just like, fuck, I got to get to this concert, you know? Yeah, people people like to flaunt their money. I try not to. I try not to. When I go into the esoteric shop, though, it's like, oh, I want that. Take it, take it, get it, get it, get it. I buy it. I bought candles. I, and I bought specific candles because I know what to do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's Freeform Friday. It's about liquid death. Uh, it's about concerts. I am crazy. I I, I am going. I, I don't want to go to festivals. Going to Aftershock, you got to pay a lot of money. All, is it five days or four days? I'm actually going to two days. I didn't intend to do that. But I'm doing that because I want to see Lamb of God. I, oh, my God. And then I also want to see Judas Priest. I could I I'm not really a Kiss fan, but I'll probably end up seeing them. You know, I wanna tell Gene Simmons he's an asshole because he thinks he's the shit every day. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm not a Kiss fan. I'm just not. I know a lot of people in music are, and Tom Morello. I love Tom Morello and Maynard James Keenan of Tool, and they all love Kiss and Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Yeah, but. I can do that sometimes. I mean, someone was asking if I was a musician. I said, I can sing a little bit. I mean, you know, I mean, when I do that, that does scare people. I really started doing that for family because they're always talking about, I went to this country show and with Tim McGraw. And I'm like, okay, where did you go? I went and saw the Deft- Deftones. And they just look at me like, oh, it's like, yeah. I don't break for Carrie fucking... What's her name? Oh, God. Um, she's that singer. Um, Carrie Underwood. I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not big on... Um, what is it? Uh, American Idol alumni. I'm just not. Not. Kelly Clarkson's okay. She's got a show. Her show, she sings on the show all of the time. That would kind of probably annoy me. You know, I like singers, but it's like, come on. 
Come on. Unless you're Patty LaBelle. Now, Patty LaBelle can throw down. I can watch her cooking show, and if she gets out that marmalade and starts singing Lady Marmalade, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. There's a really cute video going around of her and Dolly Parton in the 80s playing a song with their fingernails. Now, because, you know, that's how Dolly wrote. Working. Yeah. I can't say it because she'll sue me. She'll sue me. I, I, I love Dolly Parton. Come on. Come on. It's Freeform Friday. We can talk about whatever we want. It's my fucking show. Um, but yeah, it's it's Crazy Fridays. It's Crazy Fridays. Ask me about... And um, Instagram is filled with a lot of quick uh, uh, clickbait. Um, I, I want to do more Liquid Death, though. You know what I mean? Try Liquid Death. It's deadly. Your thirst will be murdered. <sighs> Deadly. Oh, yeah. Seeing that it keeps playing on the loop. Oh, my God. So, Obi-Wan Kenobi, it has one episode left. I've been watching it. I'm not going to do spoilers. I will say one thing, okay? There is an aspect where they should have used the de-aging technology. That's all I'm going to say. Other than that, I enjoyed it. It was a very, you know... um, it was a very uh, beware of the dark side. You must. Yeah, it was a very Yoda kind of. I, I love Yoda. Come on, how can you not love Yoda? And then you've got Baby Yoda, and I mean, come on. I know how to draw him. I want to give a shout out. No, I want to give a shout out to um, my former students. And uh, I would I don't want to say their school because then I'll you know I, that's compromising their security. Um, but they taught me how to draw Baby Yoda. They taught me how to draw Baby Yoda. So because I have I just have Baby Yoda everything. It's it's I've got the ten inch. Get your minds out of the gutter. I've got the ten inch Funko Pop of, of the child, and then I've got the Mandalorian, and then I've got the Mandalorian with the child and then i have the mandalorian and the child and he's in the prim and then i have stickers and i even have the mandalorian helmet i know i'm sick i'm really sick i have a lot of rick and morty stuff too i have socks when they come out with a Northman funko pop i'm there i i am waiting for them to come out with a behemoth funko pop all right or a mishuga there's not a lot of metal ones. I mean, you have Carrie King of, of Slayer and you have um, of Motorhead. So, yeah. It's Freeform Friday. We can talk about whatever we want to. And um, But, yeah, I wanted to just highlight that. I mean, comedians. Um, and also, there is a really great... I did several shows on this documentary. You need to watch this motherfucking documentary. This is probably one of the most intense documentaries I have ever seen. It was amazing. It was like going and having this really great buffet. Okay. (laughs) And um, this comedian, he pissed people off. He made people think. You know who I'm talking about. You know... Who I'm fucking talking about, okay? I love this guy. Hold on. It's kind of loud. It's kind of loud. 
I, I'm going to tell you a little story about this documentary and what happened. If it will queue up. Yeah. Come on. Come on, George. Come on. Because, you know, we, we did show and we did burr. Um, I haven't done prior. Oh, God, I love Richard Pryor. He could do comedy and then he could be in the Superman movies. And then he could be in Silver Streak with Gene Wilder. I mean, come on. Come on. Um, if they ever did like a remake, Tupac could have done it. Hey, baby, what's that? We got asshole scumbags, jerk offs, and dipshits. And they all vote. He was funny, he was smart, he was opinionated. I wanted to be just like him. He was just so cool. Here's the list of words you can't say all the time. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. And the crowd goes crazy. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. They arrested me for profanity. The Supreme Court restricts the broadcast of dirty words. I'm going to jump to it right now. He's the Beatles of comedy. I began this dream of standing in front of people and having their attention. My mother was his biggest champion. She just had a way of lifting people up and believing in them. They were comrades in arms. But then what happened was superstardom. My mom was alone all the time. She's feeling left behind. And now the drugs are there. And that really did undermine everything in our family. I did as much cocaine as there was in the immediate three-county area at that time. <laughs> he had collapsed in on himself. My career began to wane. I had to find my voice. In 1988, we were going to go do the show to laugh at him because he was this older comic and Carlin came out with like a howitzer. Now they're thinking about banning toy guns and they're going to keep the fucking real one. He didn't want to be that George Carlin anymore. He wanted to be a different George Carlin. What I really was, was a rebel. Can't educate our young people, can't get health care to our old people, but we can bomb the shit out of your country, all right? the hardest thing. He did the hardest thing for the longest time. He was challenging society to be better. Life is sacred? Who said so? God? Hey, if you read history, you realize that God is one of the leading causes of death. George is still relevant. He changed comedy three or four times, and he's still talking to us. Things that he was getting at were so profound to the culture. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky species? Viruses. They tried to divide people so that they can run off with all the fucking money. Bullshit is the glue that binds us as a nation. It's the American dream, because you have to be asleep to believe it. Isn't that true? And I live buy that when that documentary comes out i am buying copies because i want people to watch this that's why i do this podcast is because i am a filmmaker i didn't go to film school i can you know through these wonderful apps we can make films and that's what i try to do and talk about all this knowledge that i have because you know i i I mean in truth i wanted to be martin scorsese i wanted to be scorsese and i wanted to be kubrick and then i wanted to be bergman oh god um, and maybe a little bit of Spielberg. I like Spielberg. Spielberg's great. Um, but as as I grew into an individual, and you and you look at what Kubrick is doing, or even Ken Russell, I I as I mentioned Ken Russell, I think of my friend Strombo who told me to watch The Devils. I had seen you know I'd seen Tommy and I'd seen um a few other Ken Russell films. But the devils, that was the tits, as George would say. And um, 
and, and I'm talking about George Strombolopoulos, not George Carlin. Uh, but Carlin, you know, I mentioned Cho, Margaret Cho, and I mentioned Bill Burr, and I mentioned, I haven't mentioned Pryor yet. Um, but George Carlin was, he was the man. This is... For me, it's not just about Carlin, though. It's also about Pryor. Because they were these two pillars of comedy. They were these two... They were these giants. I mean, they, you know, they both had drug problems. Um, they both, you know, were larger than life. They had their down moments. They had... I mean, a lot of cocaine. A lot of freebasing. Yeah, yeah. Um... I, I loved Richard Pryor. I loved Paul Mooney. Oh, my God. You cannot talk about Richard Pryor without talking about Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney and Richard Pryor. I mean, come on. Oh, this is good. This is hilarious right here. This is, um, what is it? Pryor talking about cocaine for $1.50. Here we go. My brother Leon Spinks too, a whole bunch, you know. I hope in my heart, really hope in my heart that the nigga get a chance to put some money away. Before they steal it all. <laughs> well, niggas, I know they on him like flies on shit, man. You know, wish somebody could talk to the niggas and say, hey, brother, put some away for at least 20 years. You know? Something. But it don't matter about how much you sniff, put it away, sniff the interest. I may be dumb, but I know right from wrong. He give Ali a shot, you know what I'm saying? And the motherfuckers didn't even want him to fight Ali. I hate when white people be calling Spinks dumb, too, right? Be like, don't you think he's dumb? <laughs> My mind immediately say, what is this motherfucker going to think of me if I agree with him? She is the third white woman. First it was Claudette Colbert, then it was Elizabeth Taylor, and now it's, it's her. The third white woman, white folks, y'all be shaming yourself to telling that lie. Clear Pass was black. She was black as Sister. She was black as Sister Tyson. She was black. Clear Patch of Five. She was black. Egyptian. That's in Africa. That's not some small village in Sweden. <laughs> I have to end it with Paul Mooney because Paul and Richard together were fierce. They were fierce. The writing, the comedy, and and Paul never got that credit. It wasn't until the nineties. In Living Color, he worked on the Living Color. He worked on the Chappelle Show in the two thousands. So, and it's Freeform Friday. It's Fuck It Friday. It's appropriate to talk about all of that. And any documentary that you can get a hold of on Paul Mooney, let me know. Richard Pryor, let me know. And and the George Carlin, right now I'm staring at, I have George Carlin's all of my stuff. I haven't watched all of it yet, and I probably will eventually. But that's the thing. I, you know I love documentaries. I love documentaries. And that's why I tell people, watch this. That George Carlin documentary was the tits. It was the tits. It was, I mean, well, he mentions tits and twat, you know, but 
And let me see if it's available for, is it on, because, let's see. Is it, no, not yet. I mean, he was, a, he was in a lot of movies. It's funny, you type in George Carlin and The Damned comes up. <laughs> was he in that? No. Um, but yeah, I, I stress that all of you should go and watch the documentary and just laugh and immerse yourself Okay, see, they have t-shirts. They have t-shirts. I'm going to look at it later and see if it's later. Yeah. Whenever I say later now, I think of that movie. See, I I talk in quotes. uh, Call Me By Your Name. Where Ari... um, Army Hammer is like, later. Yeah. Army's got some skeletons in the closet. Let's not talk about that, you know. Um, he was playing gay. Okay, he was playing gay. All right, all right. Thank God for Billy Eichner. Billy Eichner has this film coming out in September. I wish it would come out now. Then it would really be hot fun in the summertime. Um, if you've never seen Billy Eichner on the streets doing his interview style, it was it is hilarious. And he has a new movie coming out called Bros. It's him and Luke McFarlane. Luke McFarlane, who does the... He was on Brothers and Sisters. We loved him on Brothers and Sisters. He was in the film Kinsey. Um, but now does the Hallmark movies. Yeah. And, and and sometimes he plays straight. And I think it's kind of cute. And then my friends are like, Oh my God, this movie. And I'm like, yeah, he's gay. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. How do you know? His Wikipedia? Uh, no, he came out. Oh. People, people are, when you tell them that someone is gay, they're like, huh? It's like when we would go see the Lord of the Rings movies and my brother's friend, he, uh, he's a nice guy, but it, the way he kind of came off, it was a little homophobic. When I said to him, you know, Gandalf's gay. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Well, the guy who plays him. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Ian McKellen is not gay. Yeah, he is. He played Magneto. Yeah. But that doesn't make sense. How can a gay guy play Magneto? Because he can. (laughs) Because he can. That's what an actor does. I'm an actor. You are given a job, even a voice actor, and you are told to show up and you read the dialogue and you emote and you make the people believe that you're straight. (laughs) <laughs> All you have to do is bring a little few octaves down. Talk about football. Yeah. Game is great. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That game was hot. Yeah, it was hot. But the moment you mention Liza Minnelli, you know, Liza is this. What are you talking about Liza for? Oh, oh, nothing. Oh, my friend likes Liza Minnelli. And yeah. Or you talk about RuPaul. Anytime you... That's the safe word right there is RuPaul. <laughs> it's RuPaul. Um, I know because I have a lot of women who will hit on me. And it's like, oh, God. One time I went somewhere and... With a friend, we I think we went to... She was playing pool and her friend just kept hitting on me. And I'm like, I'm, no, thank you. I'm not interested. And she goes and says, he, he didn't go that way. And she's like... And she was older and she was like, well, I could change him for 50 bucks. <laughs> Take a little more than that. <laughs> How about 10,000? 10, 10 million? No, no. 
how people are it, it makes me think of oh my god Victor Victoria and last night they did a really great tribute to Julie Andrews the AFI I love the American Film Institute and um, immediately let's see it makes me think of Leslie Ann Warren Leslie Ann Warren was so funny uh, oh here she is with you really are yeah. Oh, we prefer gay. Oh, but you're so attractive. <laughs> or I just think it's a terrible waste. <laughs> you know what I think? What? I think that the right woman could reform you. You know, I think the right woman could reform you, too. Oh! <laughs> Make up, men? Forget it. You took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> That's Leslie Ann Warren. And, um... What's his name? Oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, Robert Preston, the music man. Talking in Victor Victoria, directed by the late Blake Edwards, who did, you know, the Pink Panther and... Breakfast at Tiffany's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Victor Victoria, sorry, Miss Julie Andrews, and James Garner. So, oh, I hear an echo. <laughs> but yeah, that's people are people are interesting. I, I remember I had a friend from college and we went to dinner one night and she was just she she's looking at me. I'm like, what? She's like, you know, I really don't think you're all the way. And I'm like, oh, okay. All right. So there's that. But when you're an actor, you know, you could play a married man with a wife and kids. And then, well, you've got your mister on the side. (laughs) Yeah. That's the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's Freeform Friday. Go watch George Carlin's documentary, George Carlin's American Dream, because you have to be asleep to realize it. As always, unpleasant dreams.